Hello and welcome to Cult of Geshcast, the show where we look for a smidgen at some made-up religion. I'm Gavin. I'm Philip Hail Satan. And we're back. We're ready to get... What's Hail Satan? Hail Satan. We're hailing Gavin. Satan now? I've decided we're a Satanist cult now. Oh, you're joking, man, because that's very much at odds with my philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> no, Gavin, it's Halloween. Oh, yeah. It, it, no, it isn't. It's, no, it's the day after Halloween. It's, November it's the day after the day after Devil's Night. Yeah. If you remember your crow lore. Yes. Um, did you sit fire to anything? No, but actually, it's weird enough, what I saw, Clinton's cards was in there um, only two days ago. And do you know what they're selling now? What? Devil's Night greeting cards. Can you believe it? <laughs> I'll be damned, man. Yeah. It can't rain all the time. It's fucked up. Um, it's been a long time since our last episode. It What's has. happened in that time, that's why it's late. Because we've been getting stuff ready. Don't even get me started. I we have been super duper busy here Exciting in the compound. Yes. There's been a lot going on. We've been speaking to more of our initiates. That's right. We've been looking deep into exciting dark developments. I am both... No, I'm not surprised. Uh-huh. I tell you, shocked but not surprised yep. at the developments. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go into them a bit later. I don't want to get too far into it. Don't because get too far into it right now. The episode we had before, we had Star Trek. We did call it Star Trek as a fun breather. A palate cleanser. A breakwater. A sorbet. A sorbet. If you like. Before a big, let's be honest, plate of bitter shit that's ahead of us <laughs> in the next hour. Do you like Misery? The book? Um, I am extremely excited about this episode. This was kind of, this is well, not my baby, but I was like, this would be a fun one to do, wouldn't it? Yeah. Nope, it wasn't that. <laughs> yeah. um, it's an interesting thing when you're like, let's do a kind of light entertainment podcast around the theme of cults. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then everyone's a bit of a prick. Yeah, there are fewer, like, the cult members and cults in general are bad bastards. We know yeah. that to be true. Uh, but there are very few badder bastards than what we're looking at today. Yes. Real shit heels. But hey, mm-hmm. sometimes you've got to learn from the best. This and in it. one respect, these guys were the best if, at being pricks. What we've spoke about in the past is taking something good out of something bad. That's yes. what this whole podcast is about. Let's see what we can find in this one. I'm intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <Yeah>. All right. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> that was good. I know, yeah, the tension built up there. I really did. Um, so, this episode, Gam, we've got a very special cult to look at. That's right. Would you like to tell the people who it is? It is Om Shinrikyo. <gasps> yes, that's right, from the island nation of Japan. Yeah. Uh, the first Japanese cult we've looked at, and the worst cult we've looked at, in my humble, honest opinion. So far. So far. Um, yeah, we're going to get into... A little bit about the cult itself, mm-hmm. and then we'll have a wee quick wee cup of tea, uh-huh. and we'll come back. <laughs> Steady on and, nerves. Yeah, we're going to look at the most heinous crime that they committed. Yeah, and um, they, well, I'm not saying, I, I'm not, the, I didn't coin the the term Japanese 9-11. <laughs> I heard that from somewhere else. Yeah. But it's kind, it's kind of that. It's kind of stuck. Yeah. In our hearts and minds. Other than when our allies dropped nuclear bombs on their country. Well, that's it. The that only people who've done be... more damage to them is us. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, look, before we get into that, Gavin, mm-hmm. I think it's quite important to just quickly touch upon uh, a very special segment we call Cult Status. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cult Status. In <laughs> yeah. um, this version of Cult Status, mm-hmm. we're looking at some of the previous rules that we've learned from uh, past shows, yep. what we've picked up from each cult we've looked at so far. Gavin. Hi. 
Hi there. <laughs> I, yeah, I can hear you down here in the social <laughs> media <laughs> lounge. Um, okay, so we looked at we've looked at a few cults so far. Mm-hmm. We looked at Heaven's Gate. Heaven's Gate. Bad bastards, but they had good clobber, so we're taking that. We, we took the th- shoes. We dress very snappily. Yeah. Uh, Scientology, we decided we needed to make money. Money, so That's, we started our Patreon. Started our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash cult of Geshcast. News on that later. News on that later. Uh, the Manson family. Good marketing <laughs> skills. That's why we uh, paid Twitter to create the hashtag Koglove. Yeah, and that has just exploded it's in just the Twitterverse. It's simply exploded, hasn't it? It's been used by us and the Church of God. The Church of God, of course. Who, I don't know if they paid. They had to have. Like, they don't just or let they, you... Did they pay the same? They don't just let you use a hashtag, do you? I don't know. Uh, and the I last one, <laughs> last episode, uh, we did Star Trek. We decided that uh, we were going to be very inclusive and friendly. Inclusive, friendly, uh, We asked... Uh, we asked you, our initiates and yeah. potential initiates, uh-huh. to eyes and PIs, eyes uh, and PIs, and um, we asked you to go and go forth into the world in that same vein, and we tasked you with making a friend. How did our eyes and PIs get on, Gavin? Zero response. Not one friend was made by an initiate or pre-initiate. Gavin, we're making friends. On, like, a daily basis over here. That's because you and I are on a level far beyond what the people who are in our cult are. No offence. How, like, well, let's tackle this head on, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. How, what tips can we give yep. the mere mortals cowering at our very toes mm-hmm. to help them make friends? Because obviously it is proven a little bit of a stickler. Well, we find that a lot of them have what they have all termed as crippling anxiety. It does seem to be a regular theme. Yeah. So, uh, we're thinking we can give you a few tips in conversation. Yeah. Uh, the first tip that uh, we're bringing to you in uh-huh. this rather transparent technique, uh-huh. it's about uh, upfront compliments. Gavin, mm-hmm. let's role play. You ready? Okay, you be... Are you going to be complimenting? I will be the complimentor. Okay, yes. okay, okay. Right, that's fine. I will just be a regular Joe. Give me a scene. Starbucks. We're in Starbucks. Mm-hmm. We've both ordered, and we're at that bit at the end where we're waiting. Yep. Okay. 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 You ready? Uh huh. Uh huh. Right. I've met you once before at uni. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Yep. Yep. Gav. Gavin. Oh it's hi. Gavin, isn't it? It is. Hi. Gavin. I haven't seen you in. You, you're looking really trim. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. I oh, mean, you, have you sir. been hitting up the gym? I, you know what? I haven't, but I did. I have been putting my mind towards losing a bit of weight recently. Do you know what? It's working. Hey. Hey, you, listen. Do you want to go catch a flick? Yeah, sure. You I'm not doing Blade anything. Runner? Uh, no. It's about robots. Oh, fuck. Well, let's do it. You're my pal now. Easy as that. Scene. Now, listen to me, you Scene. fucking nerd dickheads. You better... No, no, sorry, that's too much. Reel it back in. Reel it back in. But look, that is an example of how, like, any simpleton can use a simple skill to just get on someone's good. Just be nice and use a transparent... Very transparent. Very transparent compliment up front. Yep. And and, and people will will be engaged. And they'll never cotton on. That's the thing, they'll never cotton on. Here's rule two that we can't role play because it's an audio medium. Gavin, uh-huh. fucking eye contact. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, just eye fuck him. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to eye fuck anyone, man. Yeah, drink him in. You're uh-huh. meeting somebody, I don't know, you just left 
um, school. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> just left you. <laughs> Maybe you're an adult doing night courses. We still Possibly. call it school. You're mature. <laughs> yep. You just left your cake decorating class and you're waiting on the bus. There's another person from your class there, but you haven't really spoken yet. Mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. I fuck them. <laughs> I don't want to eye Just fuck look them up and down. Uh, this is getting thick real uh, quick. When they turn around, wanna... they see you. Uh, up and down of them. Uh, from shoes to eyes to eyes to shoes. <laughs> and they will be mesmerized. Well, if you say so, Phil. They won't forget your name. God knows. God knows. You've Remember got, my name. <laughs> you've got a lot more friends than... Yeah? Me. So I've got to take you, take you at your word here. Listen. I'll try it. You try it at home. Yes. Okay? Now, I fuck them. Uh, so until next... So that, this is just a thing, right? This, this was a bit of a fucking... Do you know what, though? I like this segment where we offer self-help. Self-help is definitely something we are good at because, you know... Do you know what? We're almost improving the, cult, the status of the cult. <laughs> Do you know what we should call this segment, man? What? Cultus status. Hey, stop it, just because we're looking at Japanese. <laughs> You're out of order. I don't get you. You are out of order. Okay, it's time to stop messing around. Right. Put away your smiles. Yeah, look, you had your fun episode with Star Trek. I'm opening this drawer and I'm putting... All the laughter in it. Okay. It's closed now. Make sure we're not recording the whole podcast in there, would you? Serious, <laughs> serious business. Uh, okay. It's time to look at Om Shinrikyo. Philip? Yes. John Madison, are you ready? Yes, I am Gavin Richard Smith. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Phil. Our story begins in 1955 in the island nation of Japan. <laughs> Specifically the Kumamoto Prefecture, where a young boy named Chizuru Matsumoto was born. Right. Now, he is the son of a tatami mat maker. Uh, if you don't know tatami mats, are fun little mats you can either lie on, or sometimes you can cut them into pieces with wicked swords and blades. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but this kid, unfortunately, was uh, diagnosed with and went almost blind with kiddie glaucoma, as Ugh. they call it in Japan. Uh he had uh, a little sight, though, in his right eye. Okay. And he'd be damned if anyone was going to take that away from him. But because Japan in the 50s was quite fucked up, uh, they, he just gets sent to a school for the blind. Uh, and this is where the school for the blind, he's got a little bit of sight in his right eye. Everyone else is blind. blind. This is where this absolute cunt of a boy uh-huh. learned how to manipulate people and... Uh, take advantage of people who can't really take care of themselves. Uh, so he would bully and manipulate his classmates. Mm-hmm. Um, he would. It kind of ended up becoming a bit of a mixture of it's a figure of fear, but also a, f- a figure of reverence. Uh, so he built up a big kind of reputation within the school. People were scared of him, but they also wanted to be with him. Uh, kind of like I am in our friend group, you know? Yeah. Um, like a fucking nightmare, but okay in small doses as long as baby gets his bottle. But for some reason held in high regard. But for some reason held in high regard. Um, but he eventually uh, graduated and became an acupuncturist, which is apparently a big deal for blind folks in Japan. There's a lot of blind acupuncturists huh. over there um, because they really go by intuition and feel. Yep. Uh, and that's just what you want when you want when someone's sticking a needle in you, you want it to be a stone-cold blind person. 100%. Uh but even there, when he was doing that, he couldn't quite play the game. He couldn't get his head together. He still had to fuck people over every opportunity. Yeah. Uh, so he had all sorts of bullshit remedies and concoctions that he'd try and shift onto all his patients. Like, he had this one called the Almighty Medicine, uh, which was nothing more than his orange peels and alcohol. 
uh-huh. which sounds delicious. Triple sec. Yeah, triple sec. <laughs> um, but eventually, you know, he was selling this stuff off for thousands a pop and he was caught and arrested. And he's find a shitload of money and was told, you know, go away and get your head together, mate. So it's at this point, really, when you're at your lowest that people can either sink into themselves or they can get motivated to do something about the situation. Uh, so by now he's married, he's got kids on the way. And usually, you know, an inspiring story, someone would try and make the world a better place. But because this is Cult of Geshcast, this boy, this absolute ticket, thought to himself, time to start a cult. Hey, now now you, I, resp- I like that bit. Yeah, we've all been there, haven't mm-hmm. we? Uh, now, there's a bit of a spiritual vacuum in Japan, which we'd later see, of course, in Luigi's Mansion, uh, where <laughs> after World War II, there was like a real mixture, like shame, intense loss, and people questioning their faith in a way that only could happen as nuclear bombs are rained down yeah, uh, by people who, you know, now shrug it off as if something that was brilliant. Uh, but people were desperate for something new. They were desperate for a new way of life. So Matsumoto started this yoga school at first, uh, and he taught, as is so often the case, it was like a mixture of beliefs. It was like Christianity, Buddhism, Taoism. Mm-hmm. Uh, he started gaining followers, and he's like, listen, I've got supernatural abilities, right? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Tell me more. Mm-hmm. I can read minds. One. Move things with my mind. Telekinesis. I can float. All Jean Grey's power so exactly. far. Carry on. In some cases, tactile telekinesis, like Superboy. <laughs> the power of the Phoenix Force. Um, but he advertised in a few magazines, uh, things like Twilight Zone magazine, uh, ma- like sci-fi magazines, things that are more fringe. Yeah. Uh, groups, uh, nerdy stuff, saying that he could teach the techniques that he has. Um, and eventually this, ma- uh, this uh, magazine did an article on him and they came out to meet him at his like, smaller studio. And they essentially took a picture of him like, cross-legged in that kind of cross-legged yoga pose, levitating. Uh, right. what he was actually clearly doing was just jumping up a wee bit and they were taking the photo while he was in the air. Excellent. Because his hair's going wild, his face is all distorted. It's clearly yeah. somebody just using the tense tensile strength in their legs to push them into the yogic air. flying yogic flying yeah. exactly uh which is something that people genuinely do it's a they it's, do. it's a skill and it's a technique you need to master mm-hmm. yes but not easy but it's not levitation it's not floating it's not, you know, not like david blaine level stuff not like david copperfield level stuff no fuck no yeah so but anyway it doesn't matter whether i believe it because thousands of other people did mm-hmm. they flocked to him to learn and study under this guy so he showed up like, it's really weird. Like, they showed up on magazine covers, TV shows, and he was this wacky guy that would come on and show off yoga techniques, quite affable mm-hmm. fella, like long hair, big beard. He was like, hey, I can, yeah, yeah, I can float, man. Check out my satin pyjamas. Set out my satin pyjamas. And they'd be like, right, go and float for us then. They'd be like, nah, man. <laughs> um, but by 1985, he was making all sorts of, pronoun- like, making big pronouncements. He was a sacred warrior, and he was going to save the world, and he would restore original Buddhism. Uh, he changed the group's name that he was working with uh, to uh, Om Shinsen no Kai, which means, uh, it's loosely translated, it's like the mountain wizards. And that, I'm like, I mean, that's good. That's good. So like, so far, I mean, it's just like a normal kind of culty, yeah. new pseudo-religion thing. You know, like there's nothing really, nothing can go wrong here. Uh, but then it grew and grew. So he got, he had like comics uh, with his teachings in it. They had a fucking anime. Jeez, which oh. you can go on YouTube and watch, uh, which is pretty wild, all promoting the doctrine which shifts and changes according to the times and to fit in what will draw in the most people. Right. Uh, sci-fi shit, 
anime crap. Mm-hmm. All that guff. Uh, and he'd, through that, they'd get all the regular schlubs. Like we did. Mm-hmm. You know, you get all the kind of low Just down... The, the detritus. Yeah, the weak willed, the undisciplined fools, but that's not what they really wanted. They wanted scientists. Smart uh, dudes. Smart dudes. Engineers. Doctors. Nerds. Uh, as well as things like, you know, Japan's elite businessmen, elected officials, law enforcement. Salary but, men. Salary men. But they needed the smart folk because it was very clear early on that the group's aim was nothing less than to actually destroy the world. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, no. Bells. That's your first set of alarm bells, people. Yeah. These guys were not messing around. They did, in fact, want to destroy the world. I would go so far to say that, like, please follow our rules to the letter and mm-hmm. do whatever we tell you. But I would like to think that if we were like, look. Yeah, we're in a 360 review scenario. Like, <laughs> yeah. If we start to be like World War Three level stuff, mm-hmm. By all means, man. Drop Pumps us, the brakes a wee bit. Drop as a DM. <laughs> exactly. Slide on in. Uh, but to destroy the world, you need a lot of things. You need money. Cash. Patreon. Patreon. You need followers. We're almost yeah, we're kind of there. Yeah. You need uh, time. <laughs> Nothing but time on our side. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so they decided at that point we're going to do a mid-80s rebrand. And it's at that point they became Om Shinrikyo, or Supreme Truth. Mm-hmm. Matsumoto changed his own name to Shoko Asahara, and yep. all, everything then started to fall into either place or into muck. Yeah, the dark descent. Yeah. Um, so Asahara told, of, there's an upcoming war. Listen, America's going to attack Japan. Right. Uh, all there's going to be carnage. There's going to be a wasteland. Om is going to rise up. We're going to take over. Hey. Sounds good to me. What followed, though, was utter bullshit. It's this classic cult thing, people being treated like absolute garbage, uh, all for one specific goal. Uh, so they tell followers, you know, you've got to give us everything if you want yeah. to join the cult. Uh, they charge huge amounts of money uh, to for an audience with uh, Asahara. And essentially, you'd meet him, and he'd be like, all right, man, listen, sit down. Uh, I'm going to take you on a spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. Have a cup of tea. You drink your tea. Tea's laced with LSD. Yeah. You have a massive trip, and he's like, that was me. Hey, man, check it out. I mind-melded with you. Yeah. Plus, I stole all your cash. Plus, I stole all your cash, but mind-meld isn't that cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the time, for most folk in the cult, was spent either off their tits or hallucinating from starvation. Uh, but it was all they all thought, you know, this is all heading towards enlightenment. I can only get to heaven. I can only achieve enlightenment through this guy. Yeah. Anything else, I'm going to hell. They had all sorts of mad schemes. Like he was selling his liters of his dirty bath water for thousands to people who were buying it up and yeah. thinking, yeah, like I could get powers through this water. Something sure. to think about. Yeah. I mean, that plenty of water. Merchandising yeah. is what I'm, what I'm thinking. Hang on. Merchandising. Merchandising. They'd get them to rent these like electrode covered hats and they would shock their brains to try and sink their brainwaves with that of. Asahara's. Okay. They would encourage folks, give us everything you've got, like like land, anything that you have is now in our name, and you've got to come and live in one of our filthy compounds, and it's like ritualistic torture, beatings, sleep deprivation, starvation, sexual abuse are all commonplace. Hey, look, just more alarm bells are ringing right now in my head mm-hmm. that this guy is a bad dude. He's a bad dude, and like their pals in Heaven's Gate, mm-hmm. what started as like a free love seminar yeah. became... Like, don't you dare shoot your muck. It was a <laughs> zero tolerance. Back in. Yeah, zero tolerance on sexual relations. And it coupled with everything else, it just kept people docile, 
ready to accept any order. And there were some mad orders that they were given. Yeah. At times, so many different things they tried to just, for any amount of power or money, like they set up these weird, like, mini, like, fucking artisanal hospitals, like their own little handmade hospitals that they try and get, like, cult members' families to come to hospital. Like, if you're sick, come to our hospital. Our hospital's good, man. Don't look at anything or, like, expect to get better. <laughs> yeah, this dialysis machine is actually, like, a fucking... It's just cornflake boxes? Yeah, it's cornflake boxes with a cabbage inside for weight. <laughs> but, you know, just the Heavy. weird idea that, like, they'd get them over and then they'd be like, right, either try and brainwash you and get you in the cult, mm-hmm. or they will just be like, right, you got um, your toenails clipped, that's going to be uh, 20 grand. Oh, no! Oh, and now, shit. You know, uh, they had drug labs set up pumping out all sorts, deals with the Yakuza, really horrible scumbags, pumping out LSD by the bucket load mm. uh, for these folks and selling it on. Uh, they, even, they had members of the cult run for office. Right. Uh, like 25 of them ran for office. Not one of them got elected, thank God. Good. Um, but it's just showing again, they're just they're trying every avenue they can to yeah. gain influence and power. And they expanded to different countries, uh, most notably Russia, where they'd recruit, it was like out of work, like... Cult, uh, sort of Cold War, post Cold War scientists. Right. Didn't have any money, didn't have anything to do at that point. So they were like, yeah, sure, we'll join up and, you know. Come bit. here, man. You can pretend to be a fucking doctor or whatever, man. Yeah, like, well, in, in Russia, they had like three times the members eventually that uh-huh. they would have in Japan. Russia just took to Om Shinrikyo straight away. Uh-oh. And because of that, like, they had them a little bit of international attention. Um, ex Misfits singer Glenn Danzig, he was asked for his opinion in 93, uh, to which he just, all he had to say was, Mother! <laughs> but those who wanted to leave, right, because there were people with alarm bells ringing, as you say, Phil. Yeah, I'm, my spidey sense is tingling, Gavin. And, uh, but if you were saying, like, look, I quite fancy leaving, is that alright? They'd be like, no, man, they'll just beat you up with cables. <laughs> um, no way, man. Ropes. We're just going to lash you with cable? Yeah, uh, or like, just kill you in some cases there was um one thing i was reading about uh it was the idea that someone was getting beaten up i think this is late well later on but because people were so malnourished and weak mm. that they were like trying to kill people physically was very hard for them so they'd have to like get like a gangy to try and kill one person because it takes quite a lot of exertion to kill one person really. yeah but if you're not fit and well for it you know, like people taking like turns to strangle folk and that because they just didn't have the strength it's grim as fuck yeah um but yeah so the thing is though it's all for the common good it's all for umption rico's aim because i don't know if you know this phil knocking the shit out of someone what it actually does is beat the bad karma out of them right so they feel karma goes they come to their senses effectively of course i don't want to leave thanks thank you thank you yeah um so if you batter someone or even kill them you're doing them a huge favor you're also making the world a more positive place for you and your cult, so everyone wins if you mm. are a bad prat to someone. Uh, so Om Shinriku would attempt to do as much, cause as much human suffering as they possibly could. Uh, and in doing so, they would cleanse the world, or at least Japan, of its bad karma. And it got, that got me thinking, I've not got this in my notes, but when I was think, reading them earlier, I was like, do you ever have, have you ever had a pal who is just, or somebody you know that's been like such a prick and you've thought you know what they need they need a kicking <laughs> a good punch in the nose like that would sort them out see if yeah. they just get battered I bet they'd be like that's put it all in perspective for mm. me and I think I'm going to change my life based on this do you think that's what a wee bit the doctor in here is based on yeah it's just a lot of, you're just like just 
he no, needs a slap across the face. Do you know what society needs? A good kicking. A lot of people have said it in the past, Gavin. A lot of people have said Smarter it in the past. Smarter men may have said it. Middle England, am I right? Come on. Uh, Brexit voters. <laughs> oh, come on. What they needed at that point was weapons of mass destruction. Do you know if you're <laughs> super duper weak yeah. and mental on drugs, mm-hmm. do you know what you should have? A weapon of A WMD. A WMDs. A WMDs. Never been MDs. <laughs> they, um, they used the connections. They set up factories in which they were going to create, uh, make AK-47s. Because yeah. when the apocalypse comes, you're going to need weaponry to take over the wasteland. And the AK-47 is a Stone Cold classic. It is. I mean, it's reliable uh, and and fun. Fun to shoot. <laughs> shit. Uh, yeah. It didn't really bear much fruit, this factory, which is good because they wanted AK-47. <laughs> Not fruit. Not fruit. Uh, but yeah, they weren't really great at making AK-47s. Huh. Uh, which was odd. Apparently, even the people in the factories weren't always aware of what they were making. They were making the parts all separately and someone else was going to put them together. Yeah. It's at times like this, there's a lot of harebrained schemes going on in Omshin Rikyo. Yeah. Uh, do you think that's got a lot to do with the drugs? Well, I, they're all well, the drugs and off their heads. And, and the, the, yeah. The, the, the mad ideas. The mad ideas. <laughs> yeah. Um, the odd point is like when they started creating all this other stuff. So they went to the Yakuza again. We need weapons. They bought like a couple of handguns and some grenades. Cool. They bought a attack helicopter. Hang on a minute. Yeah. Now we're talking. They're like, right, worst comes to worst. We'll just stick all our horrible uh, chemical weapons into the, the helicopter, fly it over. Just... Airwolf it? Just airwolf it right across Japan, and that's everybody did. Yeah. Problem was, nobody could get it to fly. <laughs> um, they sent folk away, apparently, to get trained in all this. Yeah. But I don't know what happened to them, because... They got- just fucked. They were like, goodbye. Bye, see you later. I can... I can Like, you said you could fly. Yeah. I can't... With a machine, I can fly. Yeah. So, fucking smell you. Well, that that's one of the things that came up when I was... Uh, doing my research was that at any point in which people got into the real world they just left yeah because they were so so browbeaten and like the, the what they do in any of these cult situations is you know keep you hungry keep you yeah uh, they get everything you can't sleep you can't do anything yeah until your whole world becomes just the cult and it's all you can think about so that when these people go out like they got people to go canvassing when they were in, up for election and a lot of them were like, wait a minute, the real world's fucking amazing. Yes. Let's see you later. Let's see you go. later. I, I'm going to actually get a dinner. Yeah. Yeah. That's better. Already, one dinner is better than the life I had back there. <laughs> Can't use the attack helicopter. No one can fly it. How about this, right? We'll kill everybody with sarin gas. We've got plenty of that somehow. Yeah. We're finding, we can't make an AK-47. I think I'd be more able to make an AK-47 than I would be able to synthesize lethal sarin gas yeah it's it's well the good thing is here that they don't have uh we've got our skills in other directions phil of course true but they had a lot of scientists engineers nerds chemical experts nerds Mm -hmm. who were able to fashion all of these chemical weapons Uh, so they got the sort of recipe i guess Mm -hmm. Uh, i think it was russia that, that, that got them that surprise surprise and uh they started off a few small attacks uh, on folks with chemical weapons. They did a test run in a small town, killed eight folk. Uh, Guys. Not connected to the cult by police, despite a lot of evidence pointing that way. And I will just say the Japanese police were fucking abysmal at every single step of this story. Yeah. None, they're just like, look, they're just, they're all right. They're, Shinriku are just a cult. They're Leave religious. Alone. He can fly. <laughs> they're religious. Did you not read Twilight Zone magazine? He can fly. <laughs> it's so dodgy and like 
they just they got repeat warnings. People were witnesses to this stuff, and they were like, "Nah, I think they'll, they'll be they'll be fine. They'll be fine." They're just messing about with sarin gas. Aye, as long as they're just inhaling it themselves, I don't see the problem. Uh, Who's smoking it? But the biggest event of the the cult's entire timeline, I guess, this kicked off in February '95. They had loads of stuff on the go. Uh, Asahara was obsessed with developing a nuclear weapon. He wanted a nuclear bomb that he was going to mm-hmm. blow up Japan with. Uh, and from what I was reading. It was maybe only under a year away from making it happen. Like they were very hey. close to actually having a nuclear weapon because they, by this point, were so rich and had so much money, mm-hmm. they could just pump it into this stuff. Yeah. They could just pump as much cash into something and it would happen. Like he had a science division, which he was just asking for impossible crap. And they'd be like, okay, I guess we can make it happen because we have enough money to make it happen. Sure thing, man. You want a spore drive? Yeah. Do you want like, a, there was like stuff like, I want like a plasma wall that will disintegrate an, an entire building. We're going to cut a police station in half, all this kind of stuff. And they were like, all right. Okay. They'd been beaten so much, they go like, the, the idea of saying that's impossible, when he asked for it, was yeah. so wild. They were like, yeah, sure, we'll make it happen. We'll find a way. We'll find a way. We've got enough cash and resources to make it happen. Hmm. Um, so yeah, Asahara had this nuclear weapon fetish. And in February '95. One of the cult's members, this woman went, uh, she left. She left the cult, managed oh. to escape. And her brother uh, was getting calls from the cult going, where's your sister? We want her back, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. Eventually, the brother gets kidnapped. They want this information from him Eat. so badly that they kidnap him. They kill him. Yeah. Uh, and what they seem to love doing is putting your dead body into a steel drum, setting it on fire, and... Uh, incinerating you in a big microwave to try and get rid of your your remains. And does that get rid of your remains? No, it just keeps them in these barrels, essentially. Right, just Um, makes them warm. Makes you dead sludgy, essentially. Makes you a big... Yeah, exactly. But the brother, before he got kidnapped, left a note saying, if I die, or if I disappear, Uh it's Om Shinrikyo. They're the ones that are after me. Please check the barrels. And it's only at that point that the police were like, hold on, something's going on here. Bit dodge. Yeah, not everything that's happened in the last 10 years or so, but this mm-hmm. is the one, one old guy going missing. That's the thing, the straw that broke the camel's back. Uh, so they made plans, they were going to simultaneously raid all of the cult facilities in Japan, mm-hmm. but because the Japanese police in this instance were absolutely useless, uh, Asahara was tipped off, and at this point, they had like a huge stockpile of chemical weapons, attack helicopter, the weapons, the drugs. Yeah. All, every single one of their compounds was riddled with evidence. There's no way they could get rid of it all. Uh-huh. So they had to act now. Action was required. Action was required. There's no way we could hide it all. So Asahara was like, listen, I've got an idea. Let's do a massive chemical attack <sighs> on the Tokyo subway. TBC. TBC. That's where we're going to take a, a little break because that's heavy going. That's a lot of information. That was a lot of information, Gavin. And let me just say, congratulations on that research because <laughs> I really dug that. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Hey, thanks for the compliment. No worries. I've learned a lot this episode about <laughs> giving complimentados. Giving head. Um. So so far, mm-hmm. what have we learned about uh, Om Shin Raiko? They are bad folk. Bad folk. Resourceful. Resourceful. Ingenious. Ingenious. Good markers. Not held back by things like, you know, morals, scruples, um, or science fact. No. Um, cults, almost a cult without borders, I guess, if you will, yeah. because they are going international, going into different countries. Scale-wise, I don't think we've said, we've seen a cult like this before. No, they had 
thousands upon thousands of members all around the world. Yeah. And not to go into future stuff, but still going. Still going <laughs> and had a helicopter. And had a helicopter. Charles Manson didn't have a helicopter. No, but thank, thank God. <laughs> thank the maker. <laughs> um, okay, good. Yeah, that was heavy going, Phil. Yeah. You want to have some fun? Do you know what... <laughs> Yes, I, I bloody love some fun. Oh, that's good, because yeah. I've got some fun for you. Shoko Asahara, he claimed to have supernatural abilities. Okay. But do you, Phil, have supernatural abilities? Yes, Gavin, I've called you here today to tell you. Are we going to find this out? Yeah, we're going to find right. that out. With um, I've put, got some questions from psychictest.org. They're going to determine if you have psychic powers or are a fucking liar. Or <laughs> a big joke. With no friends. There are a few questions, but they will be worth it to get. No, this doesn't just tell you if you're psychic. It tells you how psychic and what kind of psychic. Okay. All right. You're in for, up how personal are these questions? Very. Brilliant. <laughs> there are a few, but it's going to be worth it. Okay. Question one. Are you good at telling where pe- when people are lying? Yes. You are. Okay. Do you ever feel drained or tired around certain people? Yes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> who who <laughs> have you ever thought of someone and they gave you a call soon after no it's never happened to you no do you communicate well with animals and do they respond well to you no no are you drawn to the unexplained and paranormal well g- yes obviously do you ever have a feeling that there is some other presence helping you somebody's watching you um no no. <laughs> when you're meeting a, meeting a new person for the first time, have you ever felt like you'd met them before? Meeting a new person for the first time? Meeting a new person for the first time, have you ever felt maybe you've met them before? No. No. Have you ever felt a bit psychic? <laughs> you, know, you know that plants and animals have consciousness? No. Okay. <laughs> of course they don't. Do you believe in love at first Wait, sight? Plants and animals. Because animals have consciousness. This is the question. Okay. Sorry. You know that plants and animals have consciousness. You know it. That's yep. really... Mm, That's all it says. I'm sticking to no. Fuck and there's them. no question mark either. Yeah. Do you believe in love at first sight? No. Have you ever had a premonition or dream that came true? No. <laughs> Do synchronicities and uncanny coincidence play a role in your life? No. Not even a god incidence? Not even a god incidence. Have you ever had an ecstatic out or out of body experience? Yes, man. <laughs> an ecstatic experience. I've had several. <laughs> uh, have you ever seen or experienced an aura? <laughs> no. Okay. That's more like a, just an are you psychic question. Yeah. Have you ever been alone and heard someone talking to you or call your name? I have. Okay. We discussed this in yep. the previous episode of Supernatural Entertainment System. Uh, coming up close to the end here, if you close your eyes, is mm-hmm. it easy for you to imagine, visualise or see images? Yeah. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> quite a standard one. Have you ever been checking someone out of Ooh. the opposite sex? Uh-huh, yes. And they turned around, knowing what you were doing, and gave you a glare? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you ever been caught looking at someone's ears? Okay, putting you down oh. as male on the system here. Oh shit! Fuck what? You are you are the one who learns through pain and punishment. <laughs> Telepathic <laughs> communication. You got ten out of twenty. Yeah. Clairvoyance ten out of ten. Oh. Spiritual awareness five out of twenty-five. Mm. Precognitive ability five out of ten. 
Ain't bad. Look at the metal picture they've got. Of, fucking that's you, man. Like hail That's all I can say. Uh, you scored fairly low on overall results. Your psychic abilities may need some serious practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, your telepathic energy channels are definitely open, but could use improvement. Your clairvoyance is most o- more open than most other people, and you can see the truth clearly. Uh, yeah, it looks like you're on the ladder. Got to start somewhere, man. And until now, I didn't even know that I was vaguely psychic. Well, here we are. But well, here the, we go. Luckily, all the plants and the animals are alive. Luckily, there's a lot in there where you could start pumping your money into if you wanted to. Did you also set this test on the did. other day? I did. Did I you did. have a result for it? I did. And yeah. I have to say, I was more psychic. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. You're most psychic. It was just a picture of Cable from the X-Men. I think you're, you I said you were about 35. I was about 50. Right. Uh, but that's because I'm just a nicer, more open guy. I think. I think you're a lot more in tune with other people than I am. I'm more willing to believe bullshit as well. And care, yeah. I'm the kind, I'm the kind of guy who do, I don't believe in any like spiritual. I don't believe in God or anything like that. Mm. But at the same time, sometimes if I've lost something and then find it in a very obvious place, I think something's helping me out, man. <laughs> <laughs> a god incidence. Yeah, it's a god incidence, really. That's uh, good. Yeah, so I, I just that. I thought that'd be better than coming up with a game that made light of. Uh, oh yeah, well wait for mine. <laughs> um, what are we moving on to now, Gavin? What's next in the agenda? Um, we could move on to... Do we have an our cult status in the bag? Oh, yeah, we do. Cult status, where we're going to speak to one of our cult members. Hey! This time we're speaking to someone called Inremote, who is a big fan of the show. Uh, so let's give them a call. Can you hear us? On... Hi, can you hear me? Oh, yes, yeah, so we can hear you now. There we go. There we are. Are you ready for your five questions in this year? Aye. Grant. Uh, question one. Who are you? I'm in remote. Hello. Hello. I mean, as my flesh name. Hmm. Oh, well, you know what? It's it's nice to have a, a, a pseudonym. Pen name. I know. Uh, question number two. How are you? I can't know bad. Oh. That's oh, that's good. good. Good to hear. Back from therapy, so like you know. Back from what? Therapy. Are they playing tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? Anybody remember therapy? Question mark. Question mark. Hey, listen, man, are you ready for question three? Are you, are you ready for question three? As ready as I'll ever be. Okay, that's not question three. Right, ready? Skills. Hi. Um. Fudging numbers. I'm an accountant. And that... that oh, handy. Now, please stay in the line. <laughs> <laughs> now, listen, question four. Right, this is a big one, so get ready. Okay. What's stopping you? What isn't stopping me? Oh, he flipped it back. You know what? He flipped reversed it. He, he answered your question with another question, but stop coming the cunt. What's stopping you? Yeah, we need an answer. Uh, goes in the spreadsheet. Crushing anxiety, but I am loyal to the cult, so... We're three for three on anxiety. That's not bad. But one for one on loyalty. One for one on loyalty. The other cowards were no, nowhere near as loyal as this this cunt. Um, Listen, it's coming to the end of our initiate quiz, whatever this is. Um, so we have one final question for you. Any shout-outs? I uh, I know Mitch is listening to this, and I know he's a coward who hasn't proven his loyalty to the cult, so... You better fucking sort himself out. You heard it here first. Fuck you, Mitch. Mitch, your days are numbered. 
Mitch. Sleek it, bastard. Find yourself in a ditch. Listen, man, thanks very much for free- speaking to us today. It means a lot. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to prove my loyalty. You're a good man. Goodbye. <laughs> damn it you got a buy in oh, fuck, fuck. <laughs> not fast enough with the old skeep uh, an accountant Gavin an accountant money is power Crunching everyone knows that the fucking the numbers. queen is in her counting house counting out her money <laughs> so, think of the, like not to brag but the money's been fucking rolling in and I can't wait to spend it on Johnny Bags. <laughs> <laughs> on with the show Well, hey, Gavin, that was nice. You blowing your nose? Yeah. <laughs> a good time to start recording again. Yeah. Um, well, hey, Gavin, that was nice to speak to one of our uh, members again, one of our initiates. Yes. Tell me, what status does that initiative, are they I or PI? Um, I am not entirely sure right now. The thing is, this, the ranks have swollen uh, to a point where it's is hard it, to keep track. Is it time to discuss the rank swole? Let's discuss the rank swole. It's time to... Boy, you got swole. <laughs> you got this swole. segment. You boys got swole. You boys got swole. It got thick real quick. So when we originally started the Patreon, mm-hmm. Patreon slash Cult of Geshcast, the plan was that should we ever hit thirty nine members, thirty nine members named, decided upon because that was the number of the original members of the the Heaven's Gate community. Oh, is that right? Is that not right? Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> some shit like that. Um, then we would either transcend to the stars mm-hmm. uh, or do a live show. And which we said at the time, that is not going to be the choice of our listeners. That's going to be our choice. Purely down to us. So uh, we'd like to say goodbye. Yeah. Zoom, zoom. I'm away. I'm in space now. That's me away. Well, look, we decided we were going. To, we are going to do a live show. It's exciting. It is exciting. I'm very excited about the possibility yeah. of a live show. Uh, I, I think I'm born for the stage. Out of both of us, then yes. You All are. eyes on me. I will also be there. Yeah. Some kind of supporting role. <laughs> Perhaps taking the tickets. Those, <laughs> those ropes are just <laughs> off stage left. Download the Eventbrite app. That'd really help me out. Um, <laughs> no, we're going to do the live show. Yes. We don't know exactly what it's going to... There's a lot of details we're going yeah. to need to iron out. Because, Gavin, for one, I never thought we'd see this day. No, no, I'm very surprised that we're in a situation in which this is happening. That's why we were like, haha, yeah, we'll do a live show. Now we're doing one. Now we're doing one. And Satan bless each and every one of you that yeah. joined our cult. We, I know it's, it's like we are definitely your betters, but we do appreciate it all of the support yes. and we appreciate more importantly your money oh. uh, which is going to go straight and uh, any penny that comes in through the Patreon goes directly back into Cult of Geshcast in terms of like hosting fees uh, and also live show stuff live show stuff so we need to find a venue yep. we need to set a date we need to fucking get our outfits sorted definitely to get outfits sorted sort out changeover songs games quizzes prizes all these exciting things. How so leave you, it with us. How do you charge someone? Because it's not going to be a free show, even if how, you're a How much do we member. charge people for this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So do we give them a slight discount if they're already a member? All of this stuff or is... Not, or not. We charge or, them more because exactly. they're more willing to pay us. Exactly. Um, yeah, so I, I'm very excited about this possibility. I'm very much looking forward to 10 seconds before the curtain drops and I'll get to look at Phil's face. Yeah. That's going to be good. Urine soaks through my... <laughs> Lycra trousers, <laughs> <laughs> my spandex. Um, I would say don't expect to hear much this side of 2018. But as soon as that, as soon as the 
ball drops yeah. in Times Square. Yeah. You better be ready. We're coming out of news. the ball. We're coming out of the ball. We're coming. I'm coming out. Of this big fucking ball. I think that, yeah, very early 2018 we'll announce our date. And it won't be that much further, maybe, afterwards that the actual show will take place. Let's not deal some maybes. We'll come back with some hard facts soon. Yeah. Mm. Stop it. <laughs> How exciting, though. Yeah, yeah, it's fucked up. I mean, what a bunch of mugs. Right, Gavin. Uh-huh. It's time to delve back. We've had a we've had a lot of fun in this little interlude. That's very true. I had a lot of fun there. <laughs> well, the fun's fucking over. Oh. So s- sit down, shut up, and get ready to learn more about this horrific <laughs> mass terrorism attack on the island nation of Japan. INOJ. <sighs> Here we go. Here we go. During the rush hour commute of March 20th, 1995, members of the Omnishin Raikou Doomsday Cult unleashed Five coordinated attacks on three lines of the Tokyo Metro, formerly known as the Tokyo Subway, and the deadliest incident to occur in Japan since World War II, and then up until the Myojo building fire of 2001. Was going to look more into that fire to see mm-hmm. how brutal it was. Too bummed out, man. Yeah. Couldn't even bring myself to look at it. I'm like, <laughs> if it's worse than this... Yeah, we're not going to bring it up, yeah. I ain't happy about looking at it. <laughs> Um, this attack involved the release of the deadly chemical sarin mm-hmm. within packed train carriages and resulted, strangely enough, in the deaths of only 12 people. Yeah. Severely injuring 50 more and then causing temporary vision problems to over, over 5,000 other innocent commuters just try to go about the fucking day Aye. and get to work. Uh, it's believed that it had not been for the just complete ineptitude of the execution of the attacks, the death toll could easily have reached thousands of people. Yeah. The basic outline of the plan is as follows. If you're playing along at home. (laughs) Uh, Members of the cult were split into teams of two. One would act as a delivery mechanism for the sarin liquid, the other one would be the getaway driver. The two would meet at a predetermined location along the route of the train, at which point the sarin would already have been exposed within the carriage of the train. Mm. Each member uh, that was acting as a delivery uh, held between two and three plastic packets of sarin and an umbrella with a sharpened tip. Yeah. They would throw the sarin packets to the ground, normally concealed within a newspaper or magazine that they bought at the subway station on the way in, Mm -hmm. uh, and then stab it with the umbrella Yeah, and basically just get the hell out of the train carriage as soon as they could. Um, before, yeah, one of the odd things I noticed that one of the guys, so I said they all picked up a newspaper or magazine. Mm-hmm. There's so much information about this because it's so recent. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of info. There's obviously CCTV and things like that yeah. about each of these subway platforms. So they know a lot about it. They know down to which mag, like, one of them picked up two magazines, bought both of them, mm-hmm. and then made a decision about which one he put the sarin liquid in. <laughs> Um, another one picked up a wig and glasses at the same time, yeah. as if to co- create a disguise. <laughs> Very strange. Um, the first group, um, they only managed to puncture one of the two of the bags that they were carrying, leaving the other one completely untouched. The package itself was not discovered for four stops b- before being disposed of by two station attendants, both of whom died. Yeah. The second team, led by Kenichi Hiroshi, successfully punctured both of the bags he was carrying. 14 stops later, 
two severely injured travellers were removed from the train before it continued onwards for another five stops. That attack resulted in one death and 358 passengers being seriously injured. Uh, The next one, uh, led by a chap called uh, Masato Yokoyama, managed to puncture only one of the two packages that he carried and only slightly punctured it, so very little of the deadly contents actually managed to leak out onto the train. The train continued on its journey right up to the end of the line, and before it started heading back in the opposite direction, attendants completely failed to spot this package sitting on one of the seats during a routine search. On its way back along the line, passengers soon began to feel ill, uh, and the sarin-soaked newspapers were discovered. No fatalities, but over 200 people left in a serious condition. So just body came body. It's all just yeah. racking up. Yeah. Um, the swiftest delivery uh, took only two minutes by Toro to by Toro Toyoda, who punctured both bags before fleeing the scene. Uh, his attack, despite being literally two minutes on the train, yeah. he went for one stop. Uh, it took one life and injured another five hundred and thirty-two people. Fucking hell! Next one. That's another interesting one. Uh, Yasuo Hayachi. No, that's the guy from Tekken. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yasuo... Is Hayachi? Yeah, it can be Hayachi, yeah. yeah. Uh, the next one, Yasuo Hayachi carried three bags with him, mm-hmm. right? Strangely enough, some of the reports say it was to prove his devotion to the cult. He wanted to take an extra one. Another one said that he was believed to be a spy. Oh, okay. So he was given an extra bag to prove his uh, loyalty and that he was not in fact a spy in the camp Okay. Um, he managed to puncture two of the bags multiple times uh, the effects quickly spread throughout the commuters on the train at the next stop the uh, liquid soap package was booted out of the carriage by some of the passengers onto the platform of the station right. resulting in four more deaths of the people at that station Oy. so the aftermath of the attack saw over 5,000 patients reach hospitals for treatment at various stages of exposure. This fucking horrible gas. Mm. Uh, and the scenes outside the subways were just said to resemble battlefields where people just strewn across the streets yeah. in various stages of exposure. That's minging stuff. Kind of following on from that, what's interesting is about each of those guys, like they're not idiots, these boys. Mm. Like one of them's like a PhD graduate yeah. in physics. There's an art physics student in there. One of them is like a has a master's in artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. These are all smart, scientific guys. Yeah. Um, just doing the most horrific. And one of the R stories that happens on it, one of the boys that's dropping it off at one point thinks he's been kind of made by a schoolgirl on the train. Right. He believed, heard the packets kind of rustling about inside this newspaper that he was holding. Okay. So he got off one carriage again, CCTV, got off one carriage went into one of the back carriages to avoid detection. Right. So this is somebody, like, I laugh because it's so fucking horrific, somebody who looked into the eyes of an innocent schoolgirl and all they could think of was, shit, I've been made, I'm not going to be able to do this properly. Yeah. I'll go up a carriage and do it. Well, I think that's a testament to Omshin Rikyo's brainwashing in in a way because... power. They knew, well, they, they knew, like, they didn't just think, oh, maybe... To them, they're doing people a favor. He's doing that wee lassie a favor because she, he's cleansing her of bad karma. Yeah. Like Aye. he's making the world a better place in his mind. Frightening man, frightening man. And again, these people are smart, but as we've spoken about, book smart. Yeah, you know they're maybe not quite savvy enough to know when they're being manipulated. And like you say, they've been in doctor for months, beaten. Yeah, drugs, starved. Just 
tortured basically until yeah. they're ready to do this. And it doesn't absolve them of what they've done. No. They're still very guilty of what they've done, but I think it, it makes me hate Shoko Asahara as much, much more intently. Yeah, it's horrific. Yeah. Absolutely. In the aftermath of this, anyway, um, the group soon lost its religious status following the attacks. Good. Uh, Asahara was rounded up and uh, soon sentenced to death by hanging. This was immediately appealed by his lawyers and the decision was postponed until such a time that they decided that he was mentally fit enough to stand trial. Mm -hmm. In February after that, the court ruled that he was indeed fit to stand trial uh, and rejected the appeal on his death sentence. However, the death sentence was then delayed further as there was more arrests of people who were wanted in relation to the attacks. At the moment, Asahara still awaits his execution. Uh, of the 189 members of the cult that were indicted for the crime, 13 were sentenced to death, 5 to life in prison, 80 received varying sentences and 87 suspended sentences, 2 were fined and 1 was found not guilty. In May and June of 2012, the remaining 2 fugitives that they were looking for in relation to the crime were picked up, one of them in a comic book shop. Uh-huh. Yeah, and the group isn't hasn't gone away. Like, no. It's still going. There's, There's still, still around 21,000 people that identifies being a member of what was Um Shinriko is now working under the name Aleph. Mm-hmm. And they say that they've renounced the violent path yeah. of uh, their their spiritual leader, but not actually spiritual teaching. So they're still quite happy yeah. to follow his kind of doctrine. Yeah, and still do the same. Except for all the World War Three stuff. It's very scary to think that they'd still have some level of power. Over people's yeah. lives, like there's still you. We, as we speak right now, there are people out there who are being treated like shit by this cult. Yeah, and there's nothing anyone can actually do about it. Oh, it's a hard time. Yeah, it was a hard time reading about it. And a hard time. I think again because it was so recent and because there's so much data on mm-hmm. it. I mean, there's literally to the figure. Yeah, how many people were hurt? How many people were involved? And it's just like oh, and it was just the malice and intent and the cowardness behind it of just being like we'll get on, do it, and get off a train, and we'll be fine. We'll fuck off back to our compound, but yeah. everyone in that train's dead, and that's the aim. That's mm-hmm. the aim. Yeah, that's that's their goal. Yeah, it's it's cold and calculated, but again, they 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 believed they were doing it from a place of, of warmth. I don't know, like, if Asahara actually believed what he was doing was a righteous thing, or whether or not it was just about control and how evil a man he actually is. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it's it's easily the worst thing we've, we've covered in terms of atrocities. But interesting, I guess, as a subject yeah, no, matter, I, and we can't shy away. You know, it's not all fun no. and games and cults. We need to look at each one of them. Yep. If we can get a glimmer of anything out of Rico, really? then, uh, I mean, we are great. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Gav, before we start looking at what we can glean from that, mm. would you like to have some fun? Yeah, man. Yeah? Yeah, of course. Just a little bit of fun. Yeah, man. <laughs> I literally could not think... Of anything after dealing with that, yeah. About how I can tie anything at all yeah, back to this, me either, me and either. make it fun. So what I've got for you, Gav, is a quiz on Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, I love it. Yeah, the first one, the first one, man. <laughs> yeah. Party on and be excellent to each other. Excellent. Question one, Gavin huh? of fifteen. Oh Jesus. You could have just said seven, I wouldn't have known. I don't know how many there are, I'm kidding. There's 15. Oh, um, we don't have to do them all. Bill and Ted's history teacher assigned a report in which they had to describe how certain historical figures would act in present-day situations. What was the name of the teacher who asked them to do this report? 
Was it Mr. Ryan, Mr. Stevenson, Mr. Cooper, or his name was never revealed? Which one? Mr. Ryan. It was Mr. Ryan. Yeah. Eat my shit. Question two. What was Bill's new mom's first name? Was it Bambi, Missy, Heather, or Terry? It's Missy. It's Missy. Two for two, my friend. Question three. According to Ted, who had wooden teeth and chased Moby Dick? Was it Eric the Red, Jack Cousteau, George Washington, or Julius Caesar? Give me those again, sorry. Eric the Red, Jacques Cousteau, George Washington, or Julius Caesar? George Washington? It was George Washington. Four. Finish the quote. Strange things are afoot. Option one. At the Circle K. At the Circle K. (laughs) Got it. Question five. After they took Napoleon back to San Dimas, who became the first historical figure Bill and Ted took with them in the phone booth? Was it Sigmund Freud? Was it Socrates? (laughs) Abraham Lincoln or Billy the Kid? Was it Socrates? It was Billy the (laughs) Kid. First one wrong. Um... (laughs) Do you want to keep going? Yeah, yeah let's, no. do, let's do another one at least. <coughs> I'll pick a really good one. Okay, right? okay. Which historical figure totally ravaged Oshman's sporting goods? <laughs> Genghis Khan. <laughs> was Genghis Khan. You passed. The do you feel better now? I do, I, do, I do feel a little bit more upbeat. That's good. That's, that's good. it. It's well, good. That's good. That's good. Again, <laughs> let's take, be excellent to each other and try and find something good yes. to take away from this. Agreed. Let's hit our consultation booth we're gonna be back in like fucking two seconds for you but like four hours for us oh yuck <laughs> yucky and we're back gavin oh we're back from the the consultation lounge i'm still i'm still hopped up though after that quiz yeah um listen we had to kind of come we had to just treat I'm Shinrico, in the same way that we treated every other cult, we've got to take it down, we've got to look at their prosies mm-hmm. and their consies. So, Gav, hit me up with the first prosy, please. Ingenuity. Ingenuity. They had some wild ideas, but mm-hmm. they had some fucking big ideas. Yeah, and they had the the, the brass neck to go, with, go through with it. Uh, they had the means to go through with it. And they had an attack helicopter. Couldn't they fly it, but... Couldn't they fly it, but... First consie, Gavin, it's got to be the sarin gas attacks. Sarin attack, gas man. attacks, it's yeah. It's fucking... I'd say it's the biggest con of Omshin Riku, yeah. <laughs> it's the biggest one that we've spotted so far. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you guys. Yeah, fucking stop it. Nor uh, pro, man. Hit me up with Nor pro. Smats. Smart. Surrounding ourselves in smart people. Surrounding yourselves in smart people, which is what we're attempting to do. Now, we will take anyone, we'll take anyone's money, we'll take anyone into the cult. Of course, yep. you're all welcome, because Star Trek taught us to be inclusive. Absolutely. We're going to cover some of the skills that we found out from previous... Uh, Initiates in a section we like to call cult status. We'll get to that real soon. Don't even fucking worry about That'll be on our Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, con Phil. Con. You've got to stop being bad bastards. Yeah. Man, it's bumming me out and it's (laughs) like negative. To, to to get real for a second, we we were both like uh, we both felt a little bit weird about doing this show in terms of covering this subject more as we got closer to recording because mm-hmm. when you see it all, even like when you're reading out the stats, I I just kind of glossed over that part because I knew that wasn't the bit I was doing, and yeah. I want to be a bit surprised by yeah. the stuff that's coming out, but not in like that kind of way. When you hear the actual X amount of people were oh, horribly affected, very by real. It, you're like fuck these guys. Yeah, man, <laughs> yeah. not so good. No. So. Let's drop that like a hot stone. Yeah, I don't want to be doing any of that. No. I don't want to do any kind of sarin gas attacks. 
Agreed. Okay, good. Phew. Uh, our final pro, please. Merchandise, dice, 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 dice. <laughs> they were on point when it came to that shit. They had animes. They had mangas. They were selling passion bath water. Selling passion bath water. We must be able to find something, Gavin. Listen, I'm producing quite a lot of dirty bath water on a daily basis, okay? I'm producing quite a lot of pish <laughs> right now. Watch. Well, many have said that we've produced pish for years. <laughs> but the, yeah, the idea of having something out with uh, that regular Joes can get their hands on. Yeah. Get a, a, little, a little taste of Cult of Gesh cast outside just, of the show. I think we start small. Mm-hmm. Start petite. Yeah. With just a little, a little something, a taster session, <laughs> build up. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cheese, mm-hmm. um, and just build up. So you know, look forward to that in the future. I think that's all yeah. We're going don't have anything to, to discuss right now, but yeah, in the very near future, I hope to have something that we can get out on maybe a an Etsy. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful man. Yeah, can't wait to post those things. <laughs> but imagine being able to show off your your status within the cult. Yeah, absolutely. Don't get me wrong; it will really boost you up the ladder. <laughs> Oh, buying one of these and things. we've got and we've got a ladder in the cult. You know that. Speaking of which, man, let's just head straight into that section called Kill Status. Okay, <laughs> is that even on this one or on the Patreon one? It's actually it's on the Patreon one, <laughs> guys. If you want to enjoy an our cult status, then why not just subscribe to the Patreon, Patreon slash Cult Geshcast, and we just do. give us some money, and you'll get more podcast stuff. We do a wee quick twenty minute show on the Patreon. If you want to listen to it, it's only one dollar a month. That's the price of a fucking cat cat. Oh. Uh. I don't know why I just absent-mindedly on my iPad opened my drawing app. Yeah, I don't know why. Did you? Do you want to draw me? Uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so with that, we're going to look into merchandise now. Obviously, that's because it's something that we control, Phil. Something that we're not reliant on our cult members because God knows they really dropped the ball in the last one. So. We're taking that control out of your hands for an yep. episode. Maybe next time we'll give you an opportunity to prove yourselves. In fact, Gavin, I think it's an important time to... I mean, we discussed this before, but mm. it's an important time to instigate it right now. You must be punished. Yeah, you've got to be punished. And, you know, we've got to thinking, like, what's the best way to punish our initiates? The people listening to this show right now, you are responsible for letting us down. Whether you are an initiate or a pre-initiate, you didn't do enough. Get on your knees... Put your volume up to one hundred percent on your headphones. If you're get not, ready. if you're not listening in headphones, put them in. Headphones in, volume up right now, and get ready to taste the lash. Now I'm sorry we had to do that, but you brought it on yourselves. Never do it again. Listen, it's nearly time to say goodbye, Gavin. Yep. How can people get in contact if they really want to? If you want to, you can get in touch with us on our Twitter account. That's at Geshcast. Mm. Uh, and there's no other way because it's a pain in the ass to update. Yeah, uh, man, that's it. It's done. But do not forget patreon.com forward slash Geshcast. It's $1 a month. You get access to an extra show and you get to be a part of the cult. You get to go from pre-initiate, from PI, yep. to I-initiate. How many people get to go from PI to I in their lifetime? Gavin, I've just had an idea of something else we can put up on the Patreon just for exclusive members. Gulp. I'm going to tell you about it off air. <laughs> okay. 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 Buddy. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's about us. So I guess it's time to end the show. Yep. So with that being said, Cult of Geshcast. See y'all.
Uh, the second team, led by a chap called Kenichi Hiroshi, successfully punctured both of his bags. That's not funny, but both of his bags sounds like his testicles. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, well done. 